The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. When people hear about the race for AI dominance, they often think that the main competition is between the U.S. and China. And yes, the U.S. and China do have most of the largest and most well-funded AI companies on the planet. And the pace of funding, company growth, and adoption doesn't really seem to be slowing anytime soon. We've talked about this and written about it a lot. But many other countries also have a stake in the AI race. So we wanted to spend some time on this podcast taking a look at some of these other countries and see if AI is truly like that of the space race that some people are comparing it to, or if it's simply like any other technology trend we've seen come and go. So, of course, we do have to start talking a little bit about U.S. and China because that's the measure by which we'll measure these other countries as well. So the current leaders in AI funding and dominance are the U.S. and China. So we talked about this in a previous podcast and in our newsletters and research about how AI startups are raising more money than ever before. And most of this funding is concentrated in U.S. and Chinese companies. But the source of these funds is actually much more international. SoftBank, which is based in Japan, has amassed a $100 billion investment fund with many international investors in that fund, including Saudi Arabia's sovereign investment fund and other global sources of capital. So also what makes AI as a technology sector different from previous major waves of investment is that AI is seen as a strategic technology by many governments. About a year ago, China released a three-step program outlining its goal to become a world leader in AI by 2030. And the government aims to make the AI industry worth about $150 billion. And it is pushing for greater use of AI in a number of areas, such as the military and smart cities. So the Chinese government has really made big bets on AI in general, and including a planned $2.1 billion AI-focused technology research park. Yeah, and the Chinese technology ecosystem has become a powerhouse in its own right. So China has a lot of, you know, really large multi-billion dollar tech giants like Alibaba, Baidu, Tencent, Huawei Technologies. And they're all heavily investing in AI in their own right. So Chinese companies also work a lot closer with the Chinese government than other countries' companies work with their governments. And laws in China are some of the most relaxed with regards to customer privacy and use of AI technologies. So they use a lot of facial recognition on their citizens. China's government also has embraced the use of facial recognition technology and has quickly adopted this technology into everyday use. We've posted some of these in our AI Today Facebook group. And in most other countries, such as the U.S., for example, there's privacy concerns that prevent such pervasive use of facial recognition technology. But these concerns don't seem to, you know, really be an issue in China, and it seems to not be slowing down adoption. So the story of technology company creation and funding in the United States, as compared to China, is already well known. So Silicon Valley is obviously both a region, but it's actually now just a euphemism for the entire tech industry. When people say Silicon Valley, they think all of tech. That's how much uh, and how dominant the U.S. has been for the past several decades with technology creation and adoption. The venture capital industry as a whole was invented and perfected here in the U.S., and the result of that has been the creation of such 
enduring tech giants like Amazon and Apple and Facebook and Microsoft and Google and IBM and thousands of other technology firms, big and small, Oracle and Cisco. I can keep going on and on and on. You know, collectively, trillions of dollars have been invested in these firms by private and public sector investors to create the technology industry as we know it today. And certainly none of that is going away anytime soon. And then the U.S. is also known for an extremely well-developed and highly skilled labor force with academic powerhouses and researched institutions that continue to push the boundaries of what is capable with AI. And AI-focused startups and companies are based all over the U.S. So there's the New York City region. They've produced many large AI-focused technology firms. There's research in the Boston area centered around MIT and Harvard. Pittsburgh has Carnegie Mellon, and a lot of companies and startups come out of there. And then the Washington, D.C. metro area has a lot of government-focused contractors and development shops. And then Southern California is actually emerging as a tech ecosystem. And Seattle, they have Amazon and Microsoft. And then there's many other locations in the U.S. So it's starting to loosen this hold of, you know, Northern California and Silicon Valley as really being the tech hub for AI. However, recently, immigration laws have made it more difficult to attract and retain foreign talent in the U.S. And there's also been a reduction in government funding for AI research, which may prove some setbacks. We'll be keeping an eye on that. The majority of the AI innovation in the U.S. is being driven mostly by the private sector, mostly large companies and startups, as the government's own investment has been lackluster in comparison with that of China and other countries that we'll talk about in a little bit. So the question remains whether the U.S. will be able to maintain its technology dominance in AI as it previously has in other areas. So what makes the AI industry unique is that it's actually not a new thing, but rather it's evolved over decades. And, you know, even prior to the development of the modern digital computer. And as a result, many of the technology developments and investment in intellectual property over these seven decades exists outside the U.S. and China. Countries that have been involved with AI since the early days are realizing the strategic nature of AI and they're doubling down on their efforts to retain a stake in global AI share and maintain the relevance and importance. So what we're going to do is highlight a few of these other countries that have been part of this AI race over all these years and still have a major stake. And when we'll understand that this is not really a full list by any means of every country and all of their AI efforts, but this will give you an idea and highlight a few of the countries that are really particularly involved in the AI race. So one country that we wanted to highlight is Japan. Japan has long been a leader in the AI industry, and in particular, their development and adoption of robotics. So Japanese firms introduced the concept such as the three Ks or three Ds of robotics that we discussed in our research on cobots. And we also have an infographic that we can link to in the show notes. Not only is their technology research excellent compared to anywhere else in the world, but they have the funding to back it up. So as we mentioned earlier, Japan-based SoftBank is an investor powerhouse unrivaled in that of the venture capital industry. Japan's government also released their artificial intelligence technology strategy in March of 2017. So this strategy includes an industrialization roadmap and focuses the development of AI into three phases, the utilization and application of AI through 2020, the public's use of AI from 2025 to 2030, and then lastly, an ecosystem built by connecting multiplying domains. So the country's strategy focuses on R&D for AI, collaboration between industry, government, and academia to advance AI research, and addressing areas related to productivity, welfare, and mobility. 
But it's also important for us to note that Japan continues to exhibit dominance in robotics and other fields, as well as, you know, its SoftBank powerhouse. But many of the firms that SoftBank are investing in are not actually Japanese-based. And so much of the investment is not remaining focused, you know, on Japan in their own AI industry or in their economy. In addition, while technology development is advanced and rapidly progressing, and while Japan is known as a country to embrace technology, many Japanese countries have not been very quick to embrace AI technology, and the use of AI is largely limited to that of the financial sector and concentrating in the manufacturing industry. So the country is also facing significant demographic pressure. It has an aging population, which is causing a shortage in available workforce, which is going to become more and more of a problem in the coming years. So on one hand, the adoption of AI and robotic technologies are seen as a solution to the labor and the aging demographic issues that they have. But on the other hand, the lack of the workforce will cause strategic problems in the creation of AI-dominant companies. So uh, moving on, South Korea's government is also a significant investor and a strong supporter of their local technology development, and AI is no exception to that. So the government recently announced it has plans to spend $2 billion by 2022 to strengthen its AI R&D capability, and it's creating at least six new AI schools by 2020, that's within two years, with plans to educate more than 5,000 new high-quality engineers in Korea as a response to shortage of AI engineers. So we've talked about this AI talent pool shortage and 5,000 trained engineers will definitely have a big impact in that whole game there. So the government also plans to fund large-scale AI projects related to medicine, national defense, and public safety, as well as starting an AI R&D challenge similar to that developed by the U.S. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which you might know as DARPA. And the government will also invest to support the creation and development of AI startups and businesses. So this support includes the creation of AI-oriented startup incubator to support emerging AI businesses and funding for the creation of an AI semiconductor by 2029. So what does this mean? So South Korea is home to many large tech companies. So Samsung, LG, Hyundai, many others. And of course, all the suppliers that supply them, memory chip manufacturers and computing chip manufacturers and all that sort of stuff. And as well as uh, and semiconductor industries. And it's also known for its automotive, electronics and semiconductors industries, as well as its use of industrial robotics. It's also famously hosted the match where DeepMind's AlphaGo defeated Go's world champion, Lee Sedol, who is a Korean native. So clearly, you can't count South Korea out of any race for AI dominance. And the only thing that's significantly lacking in South Korea is a well-developed venture capital ecosystem and a large number of startups. So South Korea's AI efforts are almost entirely concentrated in the activities of these large companies that we mentioned and the government activities. I don't know if that's the only thing lacking. Those are fairly significant, but yeah. So the next country we want to talk about was the UK. Now, the United Kingdom is a clear leader for AI in Europe, and the government is also financially supporting AI initiatives. So in November of 2017, the UK government announced a £68 million of funding for research into AI and robotics projects aimed at improving safety in extreme environments, as well as funding four new research hubs that will be created to help develop robotic technology to improve safety in offshore drilling, in offshore wind and nuclear energy. It has a goal to invest about 1.3 billion pounds in AI investment from both the public and private funds over the coming years. So as part of this plan called Global Brain, 
actually a Japanese-based venture capital firm plans to invest about $48 million. We have dollars, but we'll have to look to see if that's dollars or pounds in AI-focused UK-based tech startups. And then they also want to create a European headquarters and base that in the UK. And then Canadian venture firm Chrysalix also plans to open a European headquarters in the UK. And they also plan to invest over $100 million in the UK for UK-based startups who specialize in AI and robotics. The University of Cambridge is also going to install a $13 million supercomputer, and it will give UK businesses access to use this supercomputer to help with its AI-related projects. The UK, of course, is also home to Alan Turing, who is the renowned forefather of computing and an early proponent of AI, and as well as the namesake Turing test, which we've talked about before. The UK can also claim, which maybe isn't such a great claim, to be one of the factors of the first AI winter when the Lighthill Report was released in 1973, and that led to significant declines in AI investment. So the UK has exhibited in the past some significant influence, both positively and negatively, towards AI in spending and adoption. So to avoid future problems, the UK is looking to position itself as a world leader in ethical AI standards. The UK sees this as an opportunity to position itself as an AI leader with ethical AI helping to create standards used for all because it knows that it can't compete with the AI funding and development from other countries such as the US and China, but thinks that it does have a shot by taking an ethical standards approach and leveraging its early status as a lead in AI development. So let's cross the channel here. Let's go to France. So in France, the president, Emmanuel Macron, released a national strategy for AI in in early 2018. So the country announced that over the next five years, it'll invest more than 1.5 billion euros for AI-related research and support for emerging startups in a bid to compete with the US, China, and others for AI dominance. So this French strategy is put on emphasis on four specific areas of AI related to health, transportation, such as autonomous vehicles, driverless cars, the environment, and of course, defense and security. So some notable AI research and data scientists were educated in France, such as Facebook's head of AI, Jan LeCun. And France really wants to keep that talent in France instead of having that go overseas. So many companies such as Samsung, Fujitsu, DeepMind, IBM, and Microsoft have announced plans to open offices in France for AI research. And the French administration also wants to share new data sets with the public, making it easier to access and build AI services with those data sets. So, but the caveat to receiving these public funds is that these research projects or companies financed with public money will have to share their data. And many EU officials have expressed dismay. They don't really like the way that Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and others have used data. We've heard that's part of what precipitated the GDPR and a whole bunch of other things. So basically, Macron and his administration are concerned about the black box of AI data and decision making. So France is also focused on addressing the ethical concerns of AI as well and trying to create unbiased data sets, which is part of the reason for the open algorithms and data sets that they're doing. So while France's efforts are significant, they do pale in terms of total money. 1.2 billion euros or even 1.2 billion dollars is actually not that much. It's thinking that one company since time has raised (laughs) 1.2 billion on their own with an additional billion dollars supposedly coming. So, you know, that's a whole country's money right there. So put into the industry and resources. So, but you know, it's still significant. So we'll see how that goes. 
Yeah, the next country we want to talk about is Germany. So Germany has been an industrial powerhouse, you know, for a long time, and they've long been known to have great engineering capabilities. And Berlin is also currently Europe's top AI talent hub. So according to Atomico's 2017 State of European Tech Report, Germany is most likely to become a leader in areas such as autonomous vehicles, robotics, and quantum computing. And in fact, a fun fact, almost half of all worldwide patents on autonomous driving come from German car companies and their suppliers, such as Volkswagen, Audi, Bosch, and Porsche. So these German companies have actually begun their autonomous vehicle development activities as early as 1986. We actually posted, and we'll link in the show notes, a really good article talking about a German engineer who created the first autonomous vehicle in 1986. Additionally, a new tech hub region in southern Germany called Cyber Valley is hoping to create new opportunities for collaboration between academics and businesses with a specific focus on AI. So this new hub plans to focus on AI and robotics, make better use of research talent, and collaboratively work with companies like Porsche and Daimler and Bosch. In addition to autonomous vehicles, Germany has had an early lead with robotics with one of the first cobots actually developed in Germany for use in manufacturing. Despite these intellectual property and early market leads, Germany has not invested at the same levels as other countries, and the technology firms are highly concentrated in manufacturing, automotive, and industrial sectors, leaving other markets mostly untapped with AI capabilities. Furthermore, American automakers such as Ford, GM, and Google Waymo, as well as Ubers and some others, are quickly catching up with the number of patents issued and threatening Germany's early dominance for the intellectual property that they had in that area. All right. So let's talk about Russia. (laughs) You can't have an AI conversation about countries without talking about Russia. So if you may have been following the news, the Russian President Vladimir Putin made a statement in 2017 that, you know, artificial intelligence is the future, not only for Russia, but for all of humankind. That was a pretty grand statement. And he said that whichever country becomes the leader in this sphere will become ruler of the world. Ooh. So this is obviously a very powerful statement. You know, Russia has said that intelligent machines are vital to the future of their national security plans. And by 2025, it plans to make 30% of its country's military equipment robotic. Think about that. 30% of its military equipment. Oh boy. Terminator. Here we come. So the government also wants to standardize the development of artificial intelligence on image recognition and speech recognition, autonomous military systems, and information support for the weapons life cycle. So there's a new Russian AI association that's bringing the academic and private sector together. Obviously, we have the public sector here as well. So Russia is still a world superpower just in general, you know, in terms of military might. They still got a lot of nuclear, you know, bombs and they missiles and they got lots of military technology and they exert a significant influence in world markets still, especially in the energy sector. So despite that, Russian investment in AI is still significantly lacking that of other countries, with only a reported $12 million invested by the government in general research efforts. So while Russia has had significant input and efforts around AI, especially in the university setting, the country's industry lacks overall AI talent, and the number of companies that are working towards AI-related initiatives is also limited. So many skilled Russian engineers have left the country to work at other firms worldwide and who are throwing lots of money at that talent. 
So as such, the biggest application of AI in Russia is in physical and cyber warfare situations, leveraging AI to enhance the capabilities of autonomous vehicles and information warfare. And in this arena, Russia is certainly a country that needs to be contended with and cannot be ignored, even if their development of corporations in that space is limited. So as we said, that this is not a comprehensive list. In addition to the countries that we've listed above, there's regions such as the European Union and countries like Denmark, Sweden, Estonia, Finland, Poland, Singapore, Malaysia, Australia. I mean, the list goes on. India, Italy, Canada, Taiwan, the United Arab Emirates, and other locations that are also focusing on AI initiatives as well. So some of these countries have more financial than technical solutions or, and resources and vice versa. But the key is that for each of these countries, they see AI in a strategic light. And as such, they've crafted a strategic approach to AI. The goal of AI strategic domination. So I want to just mention this here that like, what is this all for? Does this really matter? We're talking about this like it's like the space race or any sort of strategic thing. You know, AI technologies really have the ability to transform and influence our lives and the lives of many people and businesses. You know, not only will AI transform the way we work and interact with each other and travel, but it also has an impact on other things like weapons technology and modern warfare, cybersecurity. So AI really has a dramatic impact, not only on these positive things, but on these other things. And it also has an impact on the labor market. It can disrupt entire industries, you know, creating whole new ones. We talked about this before, you know, AI is not a job killer. It's a job category killer. So as such, you know, having a focus on AI dominance is not just a conceptual thing. It's a way to help strengthen the country's economy. It can help shift just global leadership and power, just like the invention of nuclear bomb really shifted the stage of world power. Every time new technology comes, it has that chance to do that. And it can give advantages, both from a technology and a military perspective. So while the race for AI domination may not really seem similar to the space race or to the Cold War, in reality, the AI market doesn't really support a winner-take-all approach anyways. You know, in fact, you know, the whole development of AI and advancement of AI requires research and industry collaboration and continued research and development and industry-wide thinking and solutions. So while there will no doubt be winners and losers in terms of overall investment and return, countries worldwide are going to reap the benefits of increased adoption and development of cognitive technologies. So we're going to continue to track and pay attention to how these countries are strategically approaching AI and look for more continued analysis and deeper analysis on this subject. Listeners, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. And as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Fiverr.com. Fiverr is a marketplace for creative and digital freelance services. And in fact, I use Fiverr for quite a lot of the things that we do here at Cognolytica and AI Today, including the editing of this podcast, the generation of transcripts, and more. I definitely encourage you to take a look at using Fiverr for your creative and digital needs today. And I have a special offer for you today. Use the promo code AI Today for 15% off your first purchase on Fiverr.com. Offer valid until December 31st, 2018. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes.
Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.